Uh, do we need introductions? I mean, I, if we're formally starting, I guess we do, huh? I feel like we should do introductions yes. every time, just think, just because any podcast could be someone's first podcast. Okay. Okay. So, uh, welcome, guys, to the sixth uh, Theory Crafting Roundtable podcast. Uh, I'm Artisans, the host, and I am joined by my wonderful guests, Azel, Jinx, Hello. Hello. Citri. Hi, hi. Tenten. What's up? And Zajef. Hi, that is me. Unfortunately, our special guest this week, OK Code, I think he's overslept, uh, or we've scheduled it a, a little tad too early for him. So maybe Code, maybe Code will sneak in later, but uh, for now, we'll be continuing without him since we're a little bit over by a little bit. I mean, we're 40 minutes over schedule. LOL. OK. So, again, just to reiterate, um, this is mostly a theory crafting podcast. We do like to have guests that offer quite a bit of different experience to the panel. Um, last week, we did have a game designer, a professional game designer. Um, and this week, um, it'll just be the standard theory crafting stuff. Um, excitingly, though, we do have a neat set of topics since yo decided to reveal 2.3 to us um, this last Friday. So that's what we'll be going over for the most part, but we'll probably be jumping around quite a bit as we always do. Okay, so is, did anyone else want to give a bigger introduction or anything like that before we get into it? I'll take that as a no. I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Okay. I, think, I think that's good, yes. No. So the first thing, uh, so on the Kaching mains, um, I think it's patch library. It has a list of everything that was kind of revealed. Uh, we can start here. Uh, first of all, we have these new rate up banners, right? So Albedo and Yulu will be running concurrently, uh, meaning the same time. And then Arataki Ito and Goro will be appearing in the second phase of patch 2.3. Uh yeah, before we get onto the units, like I just wanna say I really like how like the system of the new two character banner. Oh and absolutely. I think this is what like the epitomies what is it called? Epitomized fate should have been like. This is what the weapon banner should have been like, where you can choose one rate up and you just go with it and it shares pity so like if like you have a change of heart or like you roll someone that suits one weapon better you can change midway this is such a good system that should have been implemented in the weapon banner not the current oh, three part please. pity lol so here will be an interesting do it for the weapon banner here will be an interesting question that we don't know yet but are the two banner is gonna have the exact same four star character or not? Did they? I don't I think mean, they officially said anything about it. And I be... would assume that they didn't say anything official, as far as I can remember, the two point three uh preview. But I would imagine that they are separate banners, or they are separate four star characters. Yeah. So the thing about the two banner having different four star characters is you can potentially run one or roll one for the four stars, one you're low on pity, and then roll the other one for the five stars. For example, let's say they put Bennett in the Alvedo banner, you could say 
spend 20 roll on the Albedo banner, and either you get lucky and you get an Albedo early, or you just get a 2 banner, and then you switch to the Eula banner, which could be an interesting strategy. Yep. Now, I actually think they will put the same 4 stars on the 2 banner, just because the other way around would be more beneficial for the players. Uh, so, <laughs> but we will I see mean, on the Saturday yeah. review. From a business perspective, it makes the most sense to have the same four stars, but I also would yeah. be surprised if that were to yeah. happen. As much as mm -hmm. I would like to talk about potential strategy about rolling the two banner, because the two banner is not officially confirmed, I don't think that's the suitable topic for this podcast. Okay. Um, guess we move on to the extra units then. Uh, yep. So, do you want to start with Albedo or Yula? I think we should start with Albedo. Yeah, we can start I with Albedo. I think it's uh, like a more a simpler topic than Yula. Yeah, so, definitely simpler. <laughs> well, I would say he's simpler in gameplay, in like just gameplay terms. Like, contentious why? I think they're both quite contentious currently. Yeah. So, Anyone wants to open up with Albedo? I have my <laughs> own opinions on him, but I if someone wants to go first. Um, I will say that Albedo's English VA, Koi Dao, is the best VA in the entirety of Genshin. Because if you've never seen his Twitter, he just shitposts the entire time. And if you were watching the 2.3 live stream, he was just shitposting the entire time. Very cool. Uh... Shitposting is good. Is yeah. very good. Personally, I just made a video on Albedo yesterday, and I made a video on why Jill is not that good two days ago about that. Now, my personal view on Albedo is that Albedo is not too good because of several issues. Number one being Geo as a reaction doesn't contribute to anything in the game. Uh, the in other fact, just it often being, hurts your reactions. Yeah, the other mm -hmm. run is uh, because of Geo team is just not meta in the moment. And so, therefore, uh, Albedo is neither meta either. And the easiest way to visualize, uh, the easiest way for me to visualize it is that um, right now you only run Albedo with Zhongli as like a carry-on to proc the double Geo Resonance. But as soon as you can uh, ditch Albedo, you would ditch Albedo. And in that sense, you can say Albedo can easily be powercraft by uh, support in the future. Um, and that's actually one of the topics I want to talk about later when we move on to um, Geo team. Yep. Yep. I um, think... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so, since we know Ito is a Chio character, there might be some strategy with Albedo and Ito, but currently we do not know enough to say if Albedo is an actual good option or not, because you have to consider that he is a 5-star. And we yeah. have a lot of solid 4-star quick-swap characters or 4-star supports. And there may be... And it may not just be worse to just roll on Albedo for an Chio comp, Another thing I want to add up about Abedo is he is a very, very easy unit to build and a very oh, yeah. easy unit to fit into your comms. And so that is one of the reasons why he's quite popular, even though Theory Crossing does not rate him very highly. Yeah. He can he provides he doesn't his 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 burst provides EM, but there's not a lot of comms. There's actually no... I don't think there's any comp to actually run Albedo for the EM. Because if you want EM, you just run Sucrose. And, or you do, you run Instructors. So, realistically, Albedo only provides you with damage. It's a very straightforward approach with what Albedo gives you. And 
damage is the answer to most things in this game, but his damage does not have a high ceiling, and even though it's quite consistent, it's not it's he's not worth a slot in a lot of comps. He's Yo, he can fit in a lot of comps, but I think there's hardly a comp he's the best at. That's why I, I think say. I think the main thing to keep in mind with Albedo is that what he provides is like not low investment per se, but like you can build him while you're building other units with just offset defense percent pieces. And he requires a three-star weapon right now that everyone has. And so Unless they, he's, you know, use them all for fuel. Yeah, but like it, it's easy to get most of his potential out. But Yeah, he's a very low floor. That his 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 ceiling, right? His his damage ceiling, the damage output he provides when fully invested, isn't that high and in the past that wasn't too much of a problem because it was honestly almost high enough to clear abyss by himself but with like the amount of hp that abyss has gained over the past few months and over the past few patches he's just his low ceiling isn't keeping up and yeah we're gonna get the the, the set which is going to increase his damage by, by a decent amount. And we've also seen the, the, the right? They had like the event page with a sword that, that was there. So we can assume that there's going to be a sword. And be, since he's on banner, it might work on him. We're totally not talking about leaks here. We're only talking about speculations based on the official live stream. But it is very possible, at the very least, that there's a that there's um, a sword that comes out that works with him. And it might be better than Harbinger of Dawn. And those things might be enough to push him over the edge, but right now we can't really say. The best way to describe Albedo for me is he's a peace of mind unit. He is very comfortable run. It's comfortable to just put him in and forget that, like, forget that you have to fill a slot with someone else that might be harder to play or harder to build. That's to just, me is his biggest strength. I just call him the flex tape of Genshin. Yep. He's, <laughs> Pretty much. He's, he's one of the most versatile units. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. do think that, like, while it is true that his damage is quite low now in comparison to other supports, like, for example, Sing deals more damage than him. Um, I, I'm not really, like, selling, of course, Beidou. Uh, one thing that should be like accounted for is yes, he is getting a new sword. Yes, he is getting a new artifact set. Yes, he might be getting a new potential geo support. We know Goro does something for geo. We don't know what. And like, if you just combine all those three things together, I think that like even if each of them only do like 10-20%, that's still quite a lot of improvement to Albedo when you combine them all together, which I think could make him much more of a viable unit. So while like judgments of Albedo right now based on his current like power level um would probably be just like maybe don't roll. I think that that could definitely change once we see exactly what uh, Goro does, how yeah. he can stack husks, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's for sure. I think because there's so many things that we can project will impact um That we can project will impact the uh, 
his strength in the coming like weeks from the patch. We're better off just holding off on an actual conclusion for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I realize that's like really infuriating for casual players who just want the answer. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's that's probably the the best answer you can get at the moment. But Zajouf, do I roll for Albedo? But mm -hmm. I must know day one, do I roll? How we miss yeah. Zajouf? One of the, well, regardless, <laughs> one of the biggest problems is by the time Albedo, or when Ito and Goro come out who potentially have synergy with Albedo because they're all Geo, the Albedo banner will be gone. But there's no way anyone, even the smartest person in the world, can answer if Albedo is going to work perfectly well with Ito and Goro simply because they just don't exist in the same time timeline, <laughs> right? So the question becomes, do you roll Alvedo in anticipating that he will work really well with Ito? And I have to call out, this is a very dangerous move. And has, we, we have seen this happen Wait, in the right past in. with a certain case, yes, that when Hello, you well. expect a support to work really well with a main DPS, it doesn't always happen. Um, in fact, I was giving it some thought of like, hmm, you know, what if we run... I think a lot of people have this idea of running like a four Geo team, like Ito, Goro, Albedo, and Zhongli. And when I thought about it, it's like, hmm, if I were to replace one character, which character is the first one I'll replace? And I actually think it's Albedo that's the first one to get kicked out. Oh, I 100% agree with that. And I'm not sure I do... Actually, kick out Zhongli first. That's yeah, first that, that's 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 it depends on how high you value the shield. Yeah, I think like, it depends. Yeah. Lead, it would be because you're running on... a healerless comp at that point, so yep. the shield's well, value definitely. Yeah, goes but up. like, let's be real. You're replacing it for Bennett. It's always Bennett. Well, it so you will have a healer. It, it depends, right? Depending on what you're replacing for, maybe you need a cryo character to break shield for some reason. Um, in that case, like. You would you could replace Zhongli for it's like Diona, but we don't know yet. And supposedly that you need the Zhongli shield, so your choices is between Goro and Albedo. I would believe Albedo would be the first one to kicked out after that. So like so like if you want to keep both Ito and Zhongli in, which I imagine maybe a lot of people would like, then Albedo would be the first person after that to kick out. I imagine I, I, I imagine Goro will have really good synergy with Ito, so that's why he's not the one. But we don't know that. Yeah, but we also assumed that Beta was going to work really well with Ito, and how did that work out for <laughs> yeah, us? Yeah, if it Again, Goro like, doesn't work so with Ito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is, like, well, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. This is why we don't engage with I... leaks. This is why we don't engage with, like, unreleased stuff. It's too hard to say if it's going to work or not. We don't know. We can't yeah. know. <laughs> there are so many key interactions that are important for whether it'll work or not. Although I think an important question with like the uh the whole like mono geo concepts is whether Albedo is even better in that slot than say like a Ningguang, especially if you already have Ningguang constellations. I would because assume Ningguang is like a C two. I Ningguang is actually very versatile. That's a very versatile. Player. Yeah, no, like I mean, a you, I mean, a you could be running a TDS Ningguang, and even if you weren't running you can a run TDS pseudo Ningguang, Ningguang too. you can run pseudo healer Ningguang, and then you can also run Ningguang just as a flat burst support. Just do a, just do a N1 e, e, e N1, yeah, yeah exactly double an um, N1 E N1 Q N1 E combo and that's a lot of like single target just yeah base but that's only if you have it. a lot of 
like time of free time um, in your rotations. You can't. Ningguan takes I mean, a lot of field time. EQE. Yeah, I you know. can just do yeah. EQE as well. EQE yeah. is just is shorter. It's, it's around the animation. This are so long on Ningguan though. Yeah, I mean, this is assuming that you have the downtime to fill in mm -hmm. an Ito comp, which we don't really know yet because we don't know what his cooldown versus duration looks like. Mm -hmm. I think on the topic of Albedo versus Ningguang, I think a lot of people underestimate how much Ningguang can do, especially yeah. when she can carry ATTDS. <laughs> Ningguang have burst energy generation for her elemental skills. She have a little bit of burst damage during her elemental burst. If you have C2, she's also very self-sufficient. She does take just a lot of herself. field time, but certain calm can give you that field time. Namely, one of the ones I'm thinking of right now is Hu Tao. In mm. fact, when you're playing Hu Tao with Xingqiu's and then either Zhongli and Ningguang, you actually can get that Ningguang skill and burst off pretty uh, reliably between the rotation. Also, if you get really clean with Ningguang's uh, animation cancels, like an EQE versus an N1E, N1Q, N1E, N1N1, each N1's only adding like, I think it's like 12 or 15 frames each or something like that. Like if you get really clean with her animation cancels, the moment she basically lifts her arm up past her shoulders, if you, ca if you cancel that, you still shoot out your jades. And then, if you have a C6 Ningguang especially, the amount of bursts she can put out with just an EQ, like, charge, which you can also learn animation cancels to make much faster, I'm just, is a lot of single target output. I'm just not really a fan of, like, Geo. <laughs> the identity for Geo is so, so warped, in my opinion. Um, like, for example, it's a defensive... Like a defensive like um reaction, right? You crystallize and you make a shield that scales off of your EM. Um but we've never needed that in Genshin. There's very few places where you, you could ever use it, like maybe like Water Zoo, but Geo doesn't really have like units that are like significantly better than like other options that you have. Um even if we grant that you're gonna run Ningguang, like just because she can carry TTDS, I don't know necessarily if that makes her that much more useful than she was previously. Because Barbara can also carry a TTDS, right? Like, um, I mean, I would assume just... the whole mono geo concept is under the assumption that you're running mono geo because yeah, like, of reasons. Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, there's not really that many tools that we have right now to allow us to run mono geo. You're kind of stuck with either Ningguang or like a Hyper cracked out Noel for your damage. Lol. And it's just not really that. I wouldn't say it's not really that efficient. And it's best left to people who are just kind of enjoying Bono Geo. Yeah, that's totally fair. We'll have to see. I guess it just depends on. Goro will probably be a specialized support. They've tried to do that with Sara. They. It seems like they want like more specialized supports in the game um, ever since fair. that occurred. So we'll just have to see like how good of a support is he, which we don't know at this moment yet. Yeah. Um, since I mean, we, we don't know, know Goro's kin numbers. Yeah, we don't know his numbers yet. We know that he gets more stuff. He gets more buffs from his E and his Q the more Geo units you have stacked up. And hopefully that makes it possibly worth it. At the very mm -hmm. least, if it's strong enough to save you supports you could be running on your other team instead in the Abyss, that would be nice. 
Because, like, we talk about, oh, well, you can just replace Zhongli with Bennett, but it is valuable to be able to keep your Bennett on your other team unless you're running a Hu Tao team. Mm -hmm. Saving a Bennett, I mean, that's part of, like, Hu Tao's main appeal is the fact that she saves your Bennett for the other team. At least in my opinion. Yeah, fair. I, I guess we can move on to Yula then. Unless yeah. anyone have anything else to say. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I think oh, a, no. I think just like an important I guess just an important thing to explicitly state with Albedo, because it's a thing that a lot of people who don't necessarily understand elemental gauge theory won't understand, is that yes, Albedo gives you EM and yes, Sucrose is like the better EM buffer for your team, but a lot of people don't necessarily know that Albedo because he's Geo, uh, has anti-synergy with the fact that he gives EM. Because Geo, whenever you crystallize, it eats 0.5. It, I believe it's 0.5, right? Of an elemental gauge. Basically, what can happen is... the gauge of your crystallize, but yeah. Okay, yeah. I think Albedo's is a 0.5, if I remember correctly. I believe um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since we did Albedo. Theory crafting. But basically what that means is say you're running him with like a vape team, like you have like a Hu Tao Jingzhou or a Deluxe Jingzhou or whatever. Uh, because he's eating up Hydro Gauge, it's possible for you to miss vapes because of that. Uh, it's entirely just dependent on timing. It just depends on timing of when Jingzhou Swords lands, whether you're getting like Hydro application from him from being in melee range, the timing of like your animation cancels on Hu Tao or Deluxe or whatever, and like the timing of like the timing of Albedo's Eprox, but it is possible for him to ease reactions in any reaction-based teams, which kind of gives him natural anti-synergy with his EM buff. It's part <laughs> of the same reason why in, when you run Zhongli in like a Hu Tao team, you specifically put Zhongli's pillar in Nanya so he doesn't Hydro Gauge and doesn't ease any like Hu Tao uh, vaporizes. It isn't actually that bad because Albedo should apply Gauge after... Uh after the damage has been dealt right. So, like, if you have uh, Xingqiu applying damage, you have Xingqiu applying, like, rain swords first or something. Well, I think it's and then time dependent. Dependent. That, That's why it's time-independent, yeah. because it can because... happen right after you or right after you vaporize the Hydra with a pyro attack. Since it's yeah, every I'm two really seconds, not sure. So... I've never tested it. Well, so, like, I ran back in uh, the Abyss when we had, like, the two... I think it was the, uh, it was the Albedo Abyss where he came out. Where mm -hmm. we had like the two Metatrolls in twelve, uh, in twelve that you had to like a part of the difficulty, a part of what made it more difficult was trying to circumvent their shields because they ate so much time up. Uh, and ironically, it was <laughs> yeah, the God you Abyss. And ironically, it was the Abyss where it, where Albedo was actually weak in twelve because of the fact that the sh his Geo damage can't proc against shields because you have to deal damage for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, but yeah, I was doing some testing with like, uh, running like a Deluxe Jingzhou Albedo team trying to test him out as like an EM buffer and just entirely depending on the timing of how I animation cancel on Deluxe, sometimes I would wait, sometimes I would lose vapes. There was even one instance where I actually had Pyro overtake Hydro because they didn't have a C6 Jingzhou. Interesting. Yep. So it is like, it, it is very difficult to control, uh, but it's just, a reality with running any kind of geo like consistent geo damage you know like a zhongli pillar on albedo e is just that you can eat reactions that way it probably doesn't matter much for like an for like a uh electro charge team just because they tend to have weight they tend to be proccing or have way more elemental 
gauge being applied, then they can even proc anyway. But for a vaporize or melt team, it's a significant thing to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. I think we can move to Eula then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. Sifus is the guy writer for Eula and Kachimi yes. for reference. I'm technically the Eula expert, so I guess I'll open it. How. I'll just say it straight out that I I would say that Eula expectations, a lot of like people's expectations on Eula are very skewed. Oh, just, 100%. I'm not calling I'm not calling names here, but I would say Eula mains are the most like dealt out like community of like any character I've met. Like Eula got Eula is such a unit that's being so heavily advertised. At so many different points of investment from C6 to C0 to C1, and like with Serpent's Mind, with her pines, that opinions on her is so. Oh, did he die? Did he die? I think oh, Citri no. died. Citri oh, dead. No. Oh no, he kind of went. He's the most important. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, but... I also wrote the guide on it. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, I can just finish it. So, yeah, the, finish it, finish the, it I mean, the idea is, like, her the perception between, like, high investment EULA and then, like, the normal EULA, like, <laughs> like a 60-120 EULA, the chasm is, like, huge. It's, it's humongous. It, it's also one of the more deceptive ones, because, like, the difference between, like, even just a C6 EULA versus a C0 EULA is insanely high but it's not as apparent as other c6s like yeah zhao c6 is insane when you have two targets but you can see that it's being played differently right you see the dashes happening and everything so you're like okay well that's different from me just doing my plunge attacks but c6 eula just does much bigger number <laughs> much mm -hmm. much much bigger number and she's also like the perfect unit for like your clickbait oh my like how high can i get my c6 r5 number up and just the degree to which that can be so much higher for like a leviathan versus a normal like c0 or few constellations eula is very insane yeah i actually just finished writing the before you wish script for her and i mean Got, did I the, cut out again yeah <laughs> The thing yeah, is, is like, oh no, the thing, Eula mains got me. Yep. The, uh, the thing about like Eula is like, her damage is fine as well. Like, there's so many things that are wrong with Eula. Um, not specifically like her herself, but like how everything just kind of works around her. So first of all, like, yes, the expectation on Eula is super skewed. You're not going to be hitting like above like a hundred and eighty thousand per burst, and on top of that, even if you do hit like a hundred and fifty thousand, you automatically think that she's good doing good damage, regardless or not whether like because single big number. Yeah, you ought you like it feels great to hit that number. So, first of all, like to address it is one, she has gameplay problems that a lot of people don't really talk about. The clips that you see of Eula are probably resets of over, like, over and over, like, people are resetting it over so, and over to yep. get these hits. Like, um, even if they aren't, like, even if they aren't necessarily like, doing, like, crit fishing, just 
trying to clear Abyss with Eula is generally resetting a lot more than other mm -hmm. characters. Because like, well, every like, just... time Hero doesn't crit. Yeah, C zero like even C zero test runs that I do, in like that I do like for the guy, and like test runs that like other people help me do. I like I talk with them, I see them runs. They have to reset, and that like just in a normal standard run, not yep. speed runs, just to clear. You have just to reset for a regular abyss clearing. There's so many things that can just go wrong in the middle with Yola. Did they not? Did they not group up when you were trying to do your combo? Did you stagger chain an enemy too hard and they got booped so like, away? Yeah, their A or the AI just did something. Did you not crit on your ult? Did you not crit on your second ult? <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, I think I think there's one thing that's worth mentioning though. Um, like as a like direct opposition to that. Um, yes, she has those problems, but you you can also like use them to your advantage more specifically you can use the fact that so much of her damage is in her burst and if you are willing to reset oh, yeah, multiple times the hell out you, of her yeah. yeah you can you can crit fish and my 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 i i did counts on this a, a while ago and um i they, they show that like the ideal crit ratio if you're willing to crit fish for your burst is one to five instead of one to two but that also means that your average dps is going to be a lot higher if you're willing to reset every time you don't crit. And like, it depends on your patience and the top content. Yeah, exactly. If it's like a one wave, crit fishing is really, like, you, you, it's, it's horrible to crit fishing in a one wave or may, if you stretch it two wave at floors, but if it gets to three waves or like the enemy are spread out, I would not go with the crit fish at all. Yeah, if you need to, if you need to do like multiple rotations, crit fishing with like even like twenty five percent CR and trying to get three crits in a row is a pain in the ass. So, um, mm -hmm. so just like I know, like it sounds like I'm shitting on Yula. I just, but like, I just want to get out that to set a realistic expectation for what people should get with Yula because. Like when when we started playing Yula, when we rolled for her, there was a lot of skewed expectations and a lot of us feel disappointed or like even frustrated, like through crafting her. So I just it's important to set your expectations with her, right? She she has the damage. She she absolutely have the damage for you to third six star currently. Currently, you can third six star all the content with her, assuming you also have a decent team on the other floor. But it's a very it's very frustrating and you have to put a lot of effort to get there. Yula, the current abyss is quite tough for her as well because Oh yeah. Yula they dodge main so much. Issue oh my is god. Mobility. Yula absolutely hates enemy with high mobility. Because it She wants to just get as yeah, many hits in as she possibly can. Her inconsistency is her worst problem. And mo mobile enemies just put rank it up to eleven. And it's so frustrating to play. Especially if like the only floor that you the optimal floor for you to put your Yula is like on the second chamber, then like good luck trying to reset. <laughs> and yeah. It's so annoying. It's um, yeah, you're it's one of those really characters that you really want on team. Yeah, first yeah. chamber, exactly. Yeah. You, you really, really, really don't want to have ILS second half. It's gonna ugh. There's ugh. also just like we don't know if this will continue being a pan in the abyss, but there's also just the issue that being like one of the two main physical carries in the game, or even just physical units in the game, her and Razor, 
We've had a lot of ruin units lately in the Abyss. And even yeah. with Superconduct 40% reduction, you're still hitting into like 30% resistances. Mm -hmm. yep. So like we just have been having, we don't know if this is going to continue being a thing, but like, especially in PMA Abyss, like, Lord, this just, Eula, Eula numbers get much smaller against any ruin units because they just have such insanely high physical resistance. Mm -hmm. One of like the common counter arguments to the point that Yula is inconsistent and like her damage is all of the, her exes in her old basket is that it's like go big or go home right you either clear everything at once or not that counter argument is I would disagree I would say it's a bad argument because it's disregarding the fact that when you're learning an abyss it's you don't learn an abyss, like you play it like twice and you suddenly get everything about the abyss. Sometimes with an abyss, you have to like play like over like seven to ten times and you learn like small things <laughs> over and over to like, learn the mechanics and like how to <laughs> play, how to play it well. Yeah, like if you like, you're doing like some kind of handicapping challenge, it can go even higher. So honestly, with this abyss, even without challenging yourself, full challenge. I would say like understanding the enemy's attack patterns and like how to abuse them properly yeah. is super important it's probably oh, gonna it's... take you a good like 30 attempts yeah like and so yeah, even just understanding the basics of positioning for 12-3 on both sides oh is God, a dude. lot on, on each wave on each side yeah yeah so, like, like saying it's, that it's, like it's four just... different ones it's so oh those fucking triangles i swear to god <laughs> yeah so the doritos consistency so with you like you're stacking inconsistency in your own gameplay when you're learning with your like, inherent inconsistency, and it's just make your, it's just make your progress ex like, quadratically slower. slower. Yeah, it's just much slower than just like playing another card. Um, I mean, like, she's inconsistent. Yeah, and the abysses haven't been kind to her literally since her release. Like, there, I don't. There has not been a single abyss that I've thought, and used Eula in where it was like. Oh my god, she's so fucking good in this abyss. There's literally been none. Zero. Even I mean, on her if release, she existed there was... in the very, if... very first abyss, maybe just because all the goddamn Fatui units. The thing is, the thing is, no, like, no, no. The thing is, is like, if you don't have the ability to kill things, you need to slot in units to counter shields, or you need to. Pile in units to deal with superconduct ruined enemies. And the thing is, her team compositions don't really have any room for that. You cannot really slot in, like, oh, let me just slot in a, you know, an extra hydro unit. No, you're literally going to yep. gimp your damage because of it. Or your safety for it. You have or to sacrifice yeah, well. you have and to sacrifice safety. something on her almost every single yeah, time you a... want to tech something in. That is kind of a big issue with Eula in with like Eula in mm -hmm. general too. Yeah, is just like, that her comps are really strict. Like it's easy she needs to build a functional Eula comp, but it's hard yeah. to build a good Eula comp. Yeah, it's like she requires another cryo battery minimum, a very good cryo battery, generally speaking, and she requires an electro unit for an electro unit for superconduct. Yeah, like the the thing with there's with Ayla not is not that much room for her. There's not that much room in her comps because she at bare minimum needs a good trio, and oftentimes a lot of Eula comps end up wanting to run two cryo units just because you can't bat with one of them necessarily well enough. Like yeah, if you don't have a Sackbo Diona, you're kind of screwed on energy for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the th the thing with Ayla is her comp like they're not 
they're not like inflexible in the sense that you need to have these certain units and if you don't have them you can't play Ayla. Oh yeah. It's more you don't like the archetypes of her supports, right? You always need to have a cryo battery. You always really, really want to have a superconduct electro character. And like there is more than one unit that can fill those slots, but it's hard to like slot in a pyro character to counter a shield and things like that. Yep. Like and sorry, go ahead. Uh just uh, actually, you go first. I I think this is like an opposite point to like all the kind of negative on Eula. But yeah, I was I about to say we should probably uh, talk about some good things about Eula soon yeah. too, no, so yeah. people don't. So what I wanted to mention was, <laughs> let's suppose you were to recommend someone to like, what kind of player would you recommend to pull for Eula? Now this would be an interesting question because it sounds like um, from, from what it sounds like, it's like oh, you just don't so, pull for Eula, you know? Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, so like. Whales, I love from zero to C6 is like the biggest difference out of all the five star characters, I think. Even it's Zhao. A two times, increase? oh, significantly, significantly bigger than Zhao, huh? Because, like, just her, just her C6 like almost doubles her damage, you, but then her C3 is like 20%. Her C2 I'm pretty sure every single, I'm pretty sure, like, all the top speedrun comps currently are doing some variation of Yola Rider. I think it's the fastest speedrun. I mean, yeah, that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just double. Yeah, and like I, Chow, I guess Chow. we're at the point now where like gone you like quick scope gone you can't actually instantly wipe content anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shao Shao C six does have situations where it's good. The thing is, those situations there's really not that many because if there's like three enemies. And you're not hitting all the enemies with your e spam. You're almost better off just plunge spamming anyways, yep. even if you have C six. Yep. Oh, makes sense. And if um, there's one enemy, your C six can't proc. So it's so, only when there's two enemies, and then it has to be enemies that you can dash through. So it's just um, yeah. What kind of player um, would like I it's... recommend Eula to? If we're gonna swing back to that, is shit. My personal answer is probably skip her. Um. There, in my personal opinion, like I like Eula. I have Song of Broken Pines, but her artifact domain and like how she really works isn't really that fun. Um, it's fun to see like really big numbers, but honestly, you're better off just like getting a pyro unit and just like using a Mona and like vaporizing something. I promise it'll be just as satisfying, and it'll be way better to play. The thing, like, there is like a. Oh. If you have never played Eula before, you, you probably don't understand, but like resetting the abyss because your Q fails to crit or your the enemy like ducks underneath you or jumps above you or they pop a shield before the lightfall sword procs, it is like it is unbelievably frustrating to really play Eula. Like even if even if your Eula's invested enough to the point where you can one shot laughs and monster hunter it takes, speed running. Yeah, it takes a long, long time. And like, even though, like, yeah, like, Jing says, like, Monster Hunter World, like, speedrunning, the thing with Eula is, like, there isn't really anything you can do to really, like, not miss. The seven seconds after you cast your Q are uncontrollable. You cannot, you cannot extend that time to pop it whenever you want without swapping and losing a ton of damage. The thing is, is, like, you would love... You would love to be able to dash around as Eula and dodge things and continue stacking things, but you can't. If you don't stack up your Lightfall Sword like as fast as possible and the most efficient 
way possible, you just lose out on like a bunch of damage. And it, she really needs it because there's not. <laughs> Fischl and your Diana are not going to make up for the loss in damage for it. So, uh, one thing I want to add on is Yola is the kind of unit where you have to play her yourself to learn that you hate her or you love her. Yeah. She has, she has yeah. the. It's very hard for us to describe to you how frustrating or like how satisfying Yula is, because we have like we have to play it for like weeks or like months on end to like experience both sides of the coin, to tell you like what's like the worst part of her and the best part of her is. So Yula is a unit where if you ask opinions on her that is outside of just strictly numbers, or strictly like technical try gameplay loop. It's very hard to get an answer that probably will satisfy you. You know, I actually, I I have an idea for that. I think playing Ella in general is like playing the current floor twelve three, for like Just resetting other constantly for RNG. Yeah, like if you get bad RNG, if you fuck up a little bit, you gotta reset. It is what it is. And if that you doesn't bother Ella. you too much, if like if that doesn't bother you too much, you can go for Ella. If that does bother you, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, so, like, I was gonna say, in terms of who should pull for Eula, for Eula, because, like, at the end of the day, what we're talking about are her pitfalls of gameplay and the frustration of it. Mm -hmm. But she's not a weak character by any means. She's very, she's no. very strong. She is, she is a, like, her, her comps are, like, top competitive DPS comps in yeah. single, like, like in AOE, es like, especially in AOE. So like she also when doesn't she does need CCR everything benefit. lines up for you. Yeah. You're like it's like you record a Eula run that like everything lines up. It actually looks like you're a whale. You just clear so yep. insanely smooth. You can clear so insanely to, fast. But everything has to line up. So and like if you are okay, like I like like all what all of you are saying. I think the absolute base is you have to be okay with that to want to pull for yep. Eula, period. But if you are okay with that, she does come with a lot of benefits. Not only is she a top, not only is she a top comp, similar to like Ganyu and Zhao, she lets you, she lets, if you're running a pyro, if you're running a vape team <laughs> on the other side, which 90% of players probably are, let's be yeah. real. Uh, it lets you save Zhang Ling and Ben and uh Zhang Ling and Bennett and Jing Cho and Sucrose or Kazuhu or whatever else for like your other team. He, she mm -hmm. she basically has almost no units in common with other with a lot of other top DPS yep. character or DPS teams you might have, especially if you're running a vape team on one side of any variation. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, part of the thing we were talking about before where she needs battering really hard is because she's not like Zhang Ling where you can just build ER and make up for the loss of the attack sands with a Bennett. She is a hyper carry, so she needs yeah. the damage. She needs the damage, but on top of that. You kind of have to scuff the hell out of your rotations to even have a Bennett ult actually pop, actually mm -hmm. active yeah. when Eula's ult pops. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, it takes like, because you have not you have like a few point. seconds of cast time and then seven seconds of waiting for the ult to mm -hmm. pop. You yeah. basically have to like apply you basically have to apply your superconduct early and then switch to Bennett and then immediately Eula ult and do your full combo mm -hmm. in order for you to actually be able to get the Bennett ult on your Eula Eula ult. So generally speaking, she doesn't really want to run with Bennett, especially because she generally runs the Yon as a healer anyway. The one thing I will say... Yeah. Like, go ahead, so go ahead, go ahead. Yula base damage, like Yula own damage, is actually insane. If you like just look at everything in a vacuum, her issue is 
she has very low, very little access to the common buffs that a lot of the top two carries or the top teams have. Like most of the top teams, they have insane synergy between units that they basically stack buffs quadratically or recursively on each other, and it's really strong, multiplicative on each other. With Yola, she has with Yola, she has she has a very good floor. But it's hard to extend her ceiling unless you go for a very awkward one-shot comms, and that is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Mm. It does, we yeah. need a cryo-Bennett. That's what we need. Well, <laughs> we need a... We just need another Bennett, period. Great. I will True. say, just, though... The I don't is care like... what his element is, we just need another Bennett. One of the... like, if, if it's possible to consolidate the battery with a solid buff, like... Bella would become significantly stronger. For yeah, sure. I mean, the thing is, though, like when we talk about her comps being so strong, she's still competing with a lot of comps that have Bennett in the team just because her base numbers are so high. It, it, it depends on what you mean by competing. It depends on the situation, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends on the situation. Every right. comp has strong and weak situations. But when things line up with Eula, like... So, I, the one thing I liked about Eula when running, when I was testing her, when she came out, and I was and I was doing a lot of comp testing and whatnot with her, was the fact that I got to keep Bennett and Jingcho for my other team, so the other team just like wiped their half of the floor so yeah, she, easily. Yeah, she, she's a lot like mm -hmm. like Shao yeah. in that. Matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. And Ganyu like that too. Uh, an advice I have for people who are gonna roll Eula is that definitely there's gonna be a like the testing, the training part where you can test units out. Go into like her. You don't have to like test her all much, but like at least test like her standard like normal text and e combo style, because you're gonna be doing it a lot when you reset. Like do it a lot and like ask yourself if like are you willing to do this for like twenty minutes for like a chamber or something. If you're like willing to do that, then maybe you'll list the unit for you. But definitely like she's the unit that you have to play a lot to like know if you like her or not. I it's think really outside of Klee and actually only outside of Klee, Ella is the mm -hmm. most infuriating unit to play. Lol. Because like Chao is difficult to play, but if you don't play her perfectly well, you're still fine because she at least has like her inter resistance to interruption. Klee doesn't have that, so she ends up being very, very painful. I don't yeah, think Ella is quite as painful to play as Klee. But like she's yeah she she's yeah. up there. Also, her. like if you're into like Raiden and like Hu Tao, I think there's potentially you would like Yuna just because her rotations are she's a very active unit. You have to do a lot of things with her, so it doesn't feel boring playing her. It's just feel frustrating. So absolutely, it, she's it, a very engaging character. Yep, play, yep, definitely. Yeah, it's, that's the word. Yep, she's very engaging. So that can be fun for some. Also, people. her animations are just so pretty. Yeah. She feels gonna, great. She feels great to play until you until your ult doesn't land or she, they move out of your range. She feels great to play until you have to play her a hundred times. Yeah. Just, I was uh, I was, I was watching I was watching Fob's stream earlier today and he oh god I, I noticed uh, yes the, an, an animation that I had never noticed before. So apparently when you end three with Erla and then stop, she like kicks her sword back. Well, oh, yeah, 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 it's fucking great. That's not it. the part I want to talk about with stream. The part I actually was watching Fob Master do Abyss. Um, he was doing a randomizer challenge, I think. But he was still running 
a proper Eula team. Somewhat proper Eula, he was running like, you know, Eula with another crowd character and stuff. And the thing I noticed in his run is that he was running a C6 R5 Eula and he would one-shot no matter what. But the thing is, he can't one-shot every enemy because they run away. And so Whoa. he ended up having to reset and reset and reset over and over. Like, he is one-shotting the Abyss easily, but... Some, some just, problems never disappear. Yeah, it's just different, like... It's just different problem, right? Like, one problem was gone, okay, the other problem come. So, and that's kind of show you, like, even at C6 R5, these problems are not completely eliminated. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then there's also just, like, one thing I guess I should probably bring up, because I'm about, because as we're talking EULA, I'm kind of just putting together a random EULA team to play as background footage. But, at least this is kind of, like, Tuner and I's opinion on it. If you don't care about Abyss and late game content, and you just want to run around the, like, overworld and kill stuff and do event stuff, Eula feels kind of fucking terrible for that, because most of the shit's dead by the time your ult is about to pop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, she feels- and then on top of true. that, your ult is, like, never up, and then when it is up, you've killed things down to, like, 70 like, or 80% of their really, health by the time really your ult can even go It's really easy to misjudge stuff with you. It's really easy to misjudge damage with Eula. Like, enemy- like, there's a cases where enemy is, like, 10% HP, and you think, like, I don't want to use here because I want to save all my burst for the next chamber. But then it takes you like 20 seconds to kill them without burst, and you're like, fuck, gotta reset. Yep. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna say, don't pull for Eula. <laughs> Just in general. Uh, honestly, I was saying Eula. <laughs> That's what I want to say. So but, you know. I would say, only pull her after you have like played her on. Try her a lot. No, no, I don't even. I'm not even gonna give her. I'm not even gonna give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't pull for this unit unless you know what you want. Okay. This shit. Try her a lot. Yeah. The thing is, is like the the cost of fucking up and picking up Eula and finding out that you really fucking hate her is so bad. Just don't do it. Like, just it's not worth it. I promise you, it's not worth it. The like, do you want? Do you want to spend two months in the pale flame domain and pick up a hat like I just did? If the answer is yes, oh. then go ahead. So, uh, so here's the thing. Here, like, the um, thing is, with the, with the double banner, it also, like, the double banner also means that we're going to get back to the other rerun characters that you want faster. So if you're just struggling in Abyss and you're considering picking oh. up Erla because you hear she's uh, strong, we're yeah, going to get reruns don't. faster. One thing I want, to, one, one thing I want like, to add for, like, people who, like, for people who, like, are committed to rolling Eula is that good news for you is ever since the release of Sea Lord, a free weapon, her she her like mid-range damage for free-to-play players is actually a lot better than when she was initially released now. Especially if you don't have a servant spine, because it's a high demand weapon. Sea Lord is a very good isn't weapon that for that and it's completely than, like, Is it that much bigger than high refine uh... it's six percent better than yeah, okay. So there was a point I wanted to address and the reason why I feel like some people are so confused on why you don't pull on Eula and the biggest thing is just Eula doesn't really outshine other character at way. So what I mean is like, okay, when we talked about this earlier, our teaching talked about this earlier, but there's not a single particular abyss where you say, wow, Eula would be so good in here. So in the past, when we have the PMA abyss and we have Maku Genki, you could say, wow, Hu Tao would be really good here because Hu Tao has so much single target damage. 
And in some sense, you could say the same about Ganyu when we have the Sue Abyss, right? You were like, oh, Ganyu can freeze up the entire Sue and do a lot of AoE damage. You can say the same about Shao, where Shao have a lot mm -hmm. of AoE damage. There is just not a particular scenario where you would say, wow, Yula is so good here. So I... So, so the thing is, because previously I recommend that even, I, I know Shaolin versus Hu Tao is like a, Shaolin versus Hu Tao is like a big topic, but there's still reason to roll for Hu Tao just for those scenarios where Hu Tao is better than Shaolin. But the thing about Eula is just so hard to find those scenarios if they even exist at all. Um, a lot of people like to think bosses is where Eula outshine other characters. Um, and that's actually no longer true with the Inazuma patch because all the Inazuma patches have HP face lock. So the Mako Genki have two phases, that means your nuke cannot, you, you cannot hit your entire nuke damage since you're not allowed to do more damage in the XP threshold. The PMA have three phases when you consider the beginning, the minion phase, and then the after minion phase. You have the Hydro and the Crowd Cube, which you just cannot get stacks on. Um, to some extent, you can say the latest boss, which is not in the abyss, but last Sinora, you just straight up cannot use Yula in last Sinora because she have a damage well, cap. And so just imagine that, but in some there, I, vein, a There's a clip oh, on KQM somewhere of me trying to use Eula on fucking uh on the dragon. What's his name? The uh, the Dolan, yes. Oh my <laughs> Okay. If you so, want to know why I hate Eula so much nowadays, there's a clip on KQM of me trying to kill Dolan with Eula. Like like I honestly cannot find a scenario where I say, hmm, Yula could be good here and so you could roll. Mm. Um, I feel like, like the most stressed thing. is like, I feel, I feel like the biggest and the only reason is like, if you have a Raiden and you want to do Raiden-Yula pairing, because you, you don't want to do Raiden-National pairing anymore. Oh, I, I can talk about, I think we can talk about that. So, like, this is like attention to what Tenten said, where, and like, to what <laughs> the Volant trauma with art, where like, Sometimes it's just like you like just short of like enemy's health. One of the things that like I've been thinking about that I would plan to advocate for Yula is bring some consistency into Yula comps either by running Yula Brighton or Yula Mado, where you pro you have another source of consistent damage, and it cuts down the problem of sometimes you just have just short of killing something, and you don't want to waste your burst or something like that. Yeah, that's a pretty good support for Beto. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh well. She actually isn't and... because her oldie doesn't count as an auto. Uh... You get less discharges, bro. <laughs> well, so at least her burst autos yeah. actually can proc um, discharges. I recently so I recently did a Raiden Yula Kelt, and apparently Yula Raiden with Lisa and the owner, with like Lisa carrying TTDS. It's a very, it's a very strong comp. Like it's quite better than the current like traditional Yula comps that have been running. Yeah, it's I'm like not gonna lie, homie. Listening to Raiden, Yula, Lisa, Diana. I, I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> I don't think I want to play that comp. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's well, like every Yula Raiden comp is hard to, <laughs> it's kind of annoying to play, but. I, I guess, like, you can say I have Stockholm Syndrome with Yula, where I play so much Yula now that I don't feel bad playing her anymore. <laughs> Lol. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the thing with Yula, is that it takes a certain kind of person to play her because of just the frustration that her gameplay, like, her issues with gameplays develops. 
and then I guess part of that too is that if you play her enough, you can kind of become numb <laughs> yeah, to it. Like, I, like, like that's why I have no problem like, resetting in the abyss work. personally because I fucking had to reset like sixty to a hundred times just to get a single run out when we were when we were pushing for like the uh, OG KT world record speed run in Monster Hunter World. Like I am just so numb to resets at this point. <laughs> in my life. Sixty to one hundred resets in current twelve three sounds like a dream. No, dude. You, you guys <laughs> no, want to no, know no. what my that resets were like? That was sixty to one hundred resets to do a single run to attempt. Oh, like imagine my. if you had to do sixty to one hundred resets just to tr just to attempt a clear. That was my... just for us who fucking try to get the correct spawn for Katie. <laughs> so my experience with Eula was I had to use Eula on side two when it was the first Lecter abyss. So the first side was Lecters. The second side was the it was like right, two yeah, yeah. mages and two oh, agents. It took me it took me two days. Run of like 20 hours of resetting i did a bunch of it off stream and when i finally got it i didn't actually one shot i missed a crit what actually killed the agent at the end was fall damage because the lightfall sword Aww. knocked them up and he it just hit the ground with enough speed so what i had to do was like i had to clear the first side with my hu tao cancels and then the second side i would just i wouldn't change i didn't change anything I did the exact same thing every single time. I just had to get lucky with the crit. The enemies had to walk towards me. Uh, and everything had to, like, everything just had to be hit by the life falls. Right? That's it. Yeah, like, Yula of Second Chamber is the nightmare I don't want to subject people to. Yula of oh. Second Chamber is terrible. Like, every single time I put Yula in Second Chamber, if it's in 12, it's just a bad experience. Even if it's an easy floor, like my like theory crafting standards, it still feels bad. I think like yeah. my favorite thing about Eula though in the overworld, yeah, usually not using her burst kind of sucks balls. But honestly, there's something like cathartic, just like whacking things for like 13k's pretty yeah. easily. Oh yeah, she and like she. She's uh, fun in overworld. She's I, very fun. Physical unit overworld is like pretty pretty vibing. You know, it's 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 nice. You're just kind of chilling, yeah. There's not yeah. nothing too fancy. I don't have to like switch units to set a vaporize or anything. I just mm -hmm. whack things in the and guy. They just mash really M1. Not that many units that actually work like that, right? Like Kutsing can work like that. Child can work like that. Hotel kind of can't because you like at some point her HP is just gonna go down enough, and you're just gonna be like, oh, I gotta heal. Razor right? works like that. Razor, Razor works like Razor. that. Yeah. I am a Razor main. Our representation Lol. has finally come. Lol. <laughs> well. I think um, we can close out on Yula because um, we still have the two artifacts to go through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, there is one last thing I want to say about Yula. Um, Yula can feel very good for people who are bad at the game if they cannot play their other units well, I think. Because, like, here's the thing, right? For, let's say... Ayaka. In order to get Ayaka to play well, you have to have her burst up pretty frequently, which means that you want to be battering her correctly. For Xiangling, you want to be battering her with Bennett, or uh, you you like want to be snapshotting buffs onto her. A lot of these units have very specific requirements that you have to meet in order for their teams to play very well. Yeah, and it's not However, that it's you, difficult, like, it's yeah. just that you have to know that you gotta do it. Yeah. With Yola, it's just you just refining one unit mechanics. You yeah, just you, yeah, you just get really good at like 
the mechanics of this one unit. Or like you just like cast your burst, you whack things, it explodes, it does damage. Um, and while like maybe, yeah, true, other units might play better, other units might do more damage, um, or do comparable damage, if you're playing them correctly, uh, you you don't need to do that. Or you do need to like play her correctly. You still do have to do battering and all that. Um, but she still like does a significant amount of damage just whacking things and then yeah. just casting a burst every so often. Which it's one of the advantages that okay. like it's one of the I think the things that makes a lot of people like Deluke as well so much is that Deluke's N4 combo has some pretty decent MVS. And you even if you're like bad at managing stuff, you can just mash m1 on things and laugh at how hard your drunk dad baseball swing n4 does on someone just beating on them all right okay okay i by the way i forgot about this but someone from the last the, there was like a really top high voted comment from the last podcast that one us to talk about electro oh, oh I'm pretty sure uh, we talked so about this before on the podcast. We we did, um, but not. I don't think it's on the podcast. I don't think I got the full context of that. Like, what's the comment? So I I pinned a comment. So, oh, this is perfect timing for the next podcast. Can you do one? Does Electro need a buff? I think there is a lot of varying opinion here. As few crafters think the reaction are fine as the way, while the casual crowd think that Electro needs some kind of adjustment. Would be interesting if you guys could get someone can, who can tackle this topic or give insight into thinking of both sides. This was the top voted comment on okay. the last podcast, actually. I think I can answer this. Yeah, like, I think the majority of the community just thinks Electro is a really weak element. I, so, I think, no, so, first, it's very hard to create a completely balanced game. And since in almost every game that have a certain decent amount of research and effort put into it, there will meta will always appear. And if meta appears, there has to be something that's better than the others. So I'm f I can I can agree that electro resonance is not the best resonance out there. But electro units are very strong and like it's not just when you consider a unit, you have to consider their kit, their resonance and their elements. In a whole package, just saying that because electro resonance is weak, that electro units is a buff, is an incomplete look of the picture for the whole picture itself. Also, People underestimate the fuck out of electro. Resonance. Yeah, um, also, yeah electro, I want to actually about electro good. resonance. I actually think electro resonance is one of the better resonance. Um, mm -hmm. over a twenty second rotation, you're looking at four energy particle, four electro particle. Assuming you can proc it off cooldown every five seconds. Which, in an Electro team, especially one where you play Tasers, you should be able to proc that off cooldown. And for Electro Particle is how much you can get off like a Fatal Perfect Parry every rotation. Mm -hmm. Which is a lot. Like, people yeah. look at the effect, but don't realize the entire pictures. Is that mm -hmm. that 4 yeah, Particle like is how much energy... I don't know, they're probably... Someone probably calculated it, maybe Sajab did. Like, how much energy you can get off those particles. Mm, I mean, it's what four, ener four energy, four particles, energy particles, which is energy twelve particle. energy with no ER. Yeah. Do you guys know that C two Kaching is bugged? So, oh, one like an an interesting thing I think that like kind of affects people's perception of electro is electro units. Actually, um, all of them currently are very complex units, like electro MC, Raiden, Fischl, Beto, 
Mm-hmm. Even Kaching, like Kaching, like when we start, first started crossing her, she is one of the more complex units out there, and oh. so it kind of. I would say that like that might affect how casual players view Electro as a whole because it's quite hard to like get a objective and accurate look at every single Electro unit if you don't like theorycraft all of them and like work yeah, with also, them a lot. When I when I when I'm talk when I whenever I talk about electro resonance, I actually think it's really important not to forget the other part of the resonance, the part that most of the time doesn't do anything, but when it does something, it will literally fucking change your run yeah. by like making it two times faster. Terrible. The, <laughs> affected by hydro for forty percent less time. <laughs> now there is only one ley line in this game that is actually fucking crippling. And that's the Lol. ley line that the hydro ley line that increases your cooldowns by 150%. <laughs> but guess what? Electro resonance makes it so that a hydro ley line has downtime and then you can actually use your things. What's it? And, and that, like that's something that people just forget because we haven't had it in a while. But like it's so, so broken. Blowing water is such a pain in the ass. I I remember I unironically put used razor support back when we had it like on floor eleven, just so I could get electro resonance. (laughs) Um, razor support. One of the things. (laughs) One of the thing with electro characters, obviously, we have the Beto, which is like um bread and butter of electro team nowadays. Um, and some people like to think that's like doesn't necessarily mean uh, Electro team is fine because you know just having one character carrying the entire element is not realistic. But I think a lot of people forget. Well, that's now the we same have case because right and like I like calling Electro a one unit element is I think very wrong. <laughs> like Fischl is an incredible unit. I was about to say Fischl what? When, when did like public good. opinion official disappear? Because like I don't when the game like, came out, yeah, like, she was like, "Oh man, Fischl's the most OP support in the game," and like she she's yeah. still really really fucking good. That hasn't really changed. Yeah, like Fischl, yeah. like like it's like Raiden like comes and people just forgot Fischl exists or something. Not to know. mention like if you're a day one player, how many free Fischls have you gone at this point? <laughs> It's very easy. To be fair, though, official constellations don't do that much. It's, the C3 does something, the C6, C6 does something. C6 is nice. C6 isn't as good as really people good. think it is, though. It is good, but it's like a, what, 30% increase? It, it's in, fall off, I think. Pretty it's 30% hard. per order. It, it falls really hard with investment, because it scales with... Um, What's well, the scale? It, it's it, it has cost. Yeah, it's flat. So it's a flat thirty percent. Talents are all at one. It's a greater percentage. I think the thing though, C six official. Depend. It depends. Like if you can maintain aura, electro aura. Uh, without. Yeah, I was about C6. to say it's. Yeah. It's a lot yeah, it, of extra aura. aura. Yeah. yeah because if someone's, you, yeah. someone's asking if thirty percent is isn't a lot. It, it is a lot. But the thing is, people people often seem to think that oh, I don't have C six. It's not worth playing official. Like to that extent, no. they think C six is that important. Oh yeah, no, it's not like that. Good unit of at C zero. She's mm-hmm. very sufficient. 
like her C6 is good, but it's not as good as a lot of people. I mean, to give an idea of how like loath a 30% MV all motion value is, uh, I have a Lisa on my team right now who has a level one normal attack, and her first NA, her N1 is 39.6%. So it's less MV than like a level one Lisa's first hit. Yeah, I think they're referring yeah. to me saying that it's about a 30% damage increase. Oh, and you're talking about damage yeah. increase. Gotcha. Yeah. The the thing that it does matter for, though, is maintaining Electro Aura. Because yeah. if you can maintain Electro Aura with C6 and you weren't able to without it, that allows you to trigger A4 more. Uh, the more times you trigger A4, that's just more free damage. Um, so yep. it's not just the 30% motion value that you're getting from the C6. It's also the uh, A4 that you're getting, which can also hit multiple targets. Has like only a 0.5 second cooldown. Um, it's pretty nice. It's a lot of damage. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people also probably, if they weren't ever really listening to theory crafting back when like Fischl was actually being theory crafted in the early days, a lot of people probably don't realize that because of ICD, Fischl doesn't apply Electro every time all hits. It's four hits. Yeah, it's one, four, and seven, isn't it? Yep. Stop. One, Stop. Four, you're going to trigger me. Stop. You're going to trigger me. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember that when as that was the, like the early as the founder early. of ICD, I command you to cease. Lol. As the founder of ICD, the founder of ICD, it is different. It is different. Every other character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like the literally the, the only character that doesn't follow the same ICD rules as, yeah. as the other yeah. ones. Yeah, it's something different. But regardless, the point is, is you get what is it four electro applications over a ten seconds <laughs> or something, or is it three? I forget. No idea. Oh, it's no. it's less than people think. Yeah, it's um, a lot less than people yeah. think, so it is fairly hard for her to maintain Electro Aura in a lot of situations, especially if you're trying to do something like an Overload team or something. Yep. Um, but once you add in A4, once you add in C6, that's a lot more Electro application, yep. which is yep. very nice. But yeah, I don't think there's any problem with Electro at all, especially it's, given that Raiden is the newly released Electro character. I, I, I think, like... Electro is completely I think, fine. I think the I biggest thing like, with Electro raiding elements instead of raiding units, it's just a wrong way to approach things. Like, un it's who like I don't know like except for Shio, I don't think there's any comms that like you just run one single element, you know. So like, why do you? <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Like, Geo shit though. Elements? Okay, hold on. Let's say that. Hold on, hold on. I think, okay, I think raiding characters based on their element is bad, but Geo is pretty shit. Okay, it's, it is pretty, it is pretty hard to surmount the hill that is being Geo yeah, so in Genshin Impact right yeah, now. Yeah, so I say, except for Geo, but like, Okay, maybe maybe we're gonna regret these words like, after the oh, patch okay. drops. But... I, I actually I have something to say about this. I was I was reading the comments of Tenten's Geo video because I hate myself and I read comments. Um, Lol. And. <laughs> And I, I saw someone saying that, like, you, like, Geo isn't worse than Electro because, like, the, and this is paraphrasing, but the, the main idea was that, like, sure, Crystallize doesn't do that much, but neither does, neither do the Electro reactions. Which is very wrong. I literally, I literally made sure to talk about the Electro reaction in that same video. The Electro, okay. The Electro reactions... They're they're really not as bad as people think they are. Literally, the reason that Overvape Raiden is good is because of reaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's I because of how reason... much damage Overload is making up in the comp. 
Yeah, and the reason why Raiden Hypercarry isn't a completely dog shit team is because Kalava's overloads are doing like half the damage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, have, so like, like this, it's funny you mentioned Kazuha because I feel like the same issue with the whole like damage Kazuha versus EM Kazuha issue is the same issue with like why people think uh, Electro or like transformative reactions are bad is because of the fact that it's a lot of really small numbers that, yeah, are, that like aren't see. as big yeah. and they're physically smaller than other numbers that pop up. And yeah, then the, also all the special effects and everything like that. Yeah. It's very hard for people who don't actually like either slow down footage or have incredibly good kinetic vision to actually register that these numbers are doing anything at all. Mm -hmm. And so they, as far as people are concerned, that those the damage from your reactions don't exist. Mm -hmm. And so they think electro reactions are shit because they don't realize how many overloads or how many electro charges and how much damage that's actually contributing to I your. Know damage yep parapet so, gamers wear another thing is like i feel like whenever people bring up elements it's always in a context of like a specific unit which then like i just wonder i just usually ask them are you like asking for the elements to be buffed or are you asking for the units to be buffed because mm -hmm. then like it's a very different question because if you buff an element you're affecting not just that single element you're affecting every cop that potentially can use that element and it's it's like it's a multivariable problem that goes far beyond if a resonant is weak or a, a reaction is weak. It's something that requires like a conversation that's longer than what we're having right now. And like, yeah, I just realized the same reason a lot of people don't uh, like. It seems like the majority of the uh, like the majority of, like, the Genshin crowd who aren't really into seeing don't realize that Beidou's cracked as fuck. Yeah, because, because it's, all, a, it's a bunch of small numbers. It's, it's a bunch of small numbers. It's a bunch of small numbers yeah. popping up really fast with all these special effects going around, and on top of that, you've got, like, on top of that, you don't realize that with C2, it, bounce, yeah. it bounces five goddamn times. Yeah, like, just, like, just look at, like, what happened when, like, people say that, like, Chosori transformers of reaction was bad and then like the em scaling got buffed like the meta just come just like changed so much like why do you think every one of my animal characters is level 90 yeah like the <laughs> meta just like changed so much so like yeah guys transformers need a buff like, <laughs> so like people have to realize that like buffing like just like one small part but like something that's like so interconnected such as an element is something that is that needs to be put a lot of consideration in because it can shape up like how the game works how units like how we rate units like by a lot so Dude, speaking of beta being underrated it's i as well bring up that video so bad dude the i don't know what to label that video the uh i don't Man. understand the video i wish we can i wish we can show it on the podcast but that's like obviously for the people who are probably only listening for the audios <laughs> they cannot see it but there's this really incredible video that uh, someone incredible. made. <laughs> Do you don't think it's incredible? Wait, what video is it? Have you not seen it, Sadrav? You uh, probably wait, enjoyed where? it a lot. Where's the video? Where? What, I I can link it to you after because I don't think. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, so maybe oh, I've seen it. Is it, it, is it the one you? Is it the one like the one about that anime girl? It's the one. Is it, the anime girl going? going I don't understand. Yeah, I don't oh, understand. Yeah, yeah that oh, shit is so good. Oh, yeah. You yeah. just reminded me, I need to post Wait, that shit on Twitter. Isn't she also the voice actor for, like, 
Ayaka? Yeah. Or maybe no. Yeah. Uh, I, think someone maybe it was I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's Ayaka's voice acting. Ayaka is yeah. Ayami Sorry. Ayama. And it that video is funny because it's true. Like um the difference. <laughs> the Beto is just like I can't believe Beto is still underrated. I'll be honest. I actually cannot believe. Beto is still underrated. Maybe I actually need to make a Beto video. Like, like, I, I feel like most people probably still think that Beto's main value comes from her parry because it's the yeah. big number in her kiss. Mm-hmm. Which is like what on a proper think... Beto comp or parry, even if you perfect parry at every time is like if before, what, fucking yo, if, if before people think Beto, if before but... people think Beto sucks because she doesn't work with Beto. James, I actually think that the biggest reason why people think Beto sucks is because they see 80 and they think, wait, that's way too much. How do I even get 80 energy? Beto, Beto doesn't feel like an 80 cost energy unit. Yeah, she really that. doesn't. Yeah. She feels like a 60. Because mm-hmm. it... it's Electro. And then Electro generates a fuck ton of energy because Fischl generates a lot of energy. Right. Beto's yeah. parry generates four energy when you get a perfect parry. <laughs> you guys know what else generate energy? Electro resonance. Electro resonance. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Matt, it's almost like Jing Cho is in the Taser team for a reason. Man, it, it's it's almost as if Electro was designed around generating energy. Who who would have been able to tell from Electro MC generating energy to any character and Raiden generating energy from ev- to every character? Who would have been able to tell that Electro's like element identity is energy generation and for that reason an 80 cost energy for an electro unit really isn't that big of a deal i actually think seen that one coming i actually think that electro is fairly well designed um i agree i would say I that agree. i so think like, electro is the most unique one. i like, would agree so- from a number standpoint it is the most well designed in like a in a what's the word i'm thinking of here in terms of its and how it's like ga- in the in terms of the game design of its intuitiveness, <laughs> I think it's really poorly designed because, like we've been oh, talking so. about, the perception is so bad on Electro because of the fact that it is focused on so many tiny numbers. That yeah, I think it could be that. I think it could be that. Actually, be, just because the other ones are bad are, are badly designed, and so they give you like this expectation, this that you're just not gonna get. Yeah, I think like part of the reason was like, yeah, the other reactions kind of play into the big number feel good, good chemical in brain. Yeah. But I kinda wanted to explain like <laughs> why I think Electro is kind of well designed. And it wasn't really that obvious until like the Electro MC and Raiden really came out. Like, yeah, you kinda had the idea that, you know, Beto and Fischl, like all the electro units kind of work in pairs. They either have like a really low energy cost or like a really high energy cost. And you know, they the resonance made a bunch of energy. But it wasn't until in my per, in my opinion that like when Raiden came out, like you could start to see that like the electro units kind of just all work together really well, except for mm-hmm. Beto. But like Beto and Raiden. But like excusing that, like they all kind of just fit so together right in, there, I guess. Yeah, they all kind of just fit together in a way that, like, it, I don't know. Razor works well with the other units. He just also wants a cryo so he can superconduct. Yeah. So, like, in my opinion, like, him, they... him needing to stay on field and not generating energy when he's in burst is kind of guffed. Uh, anyway, let's let Art finish. Sorry. Yeah. Art. So, like, my opinion is like they just kind of work together well, and I'm my personal opinion, like. I don't really know why they're kind of trying to pin down Geo into like this super like mono Geo offensive like 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 
like element when electro fulfills that role so much better so like oh yeah absolutely like electro is synergistic while shield to me is like it's so monolithic like you don't actually run them together because they have high synergy with each other you run them together because they don't synergize with anything else that's like how chill feels yeah i mean honestly like if Beto and Raiden had worked together, the dream of running like a triple Electro with either like Vivi or a Did Bennett. Raiden? Would have been really, really nice. <laughs> Raiden, Sara C6, Beto with literally yep, anything else. Raiden, Sara C6, Beto, and then either, either like any Vivi unit or like any Animo unit or Bennett and just laugh. Laugh at the big purple numbers <laughs> everywhere. That would probably be Smoke. like really come. Uh, that probably. Yeah. Be... yeah. Well, I mean, so... like the fact that like desync right in Beto is still like not even that bad is pretty is good. Not... So like, <laughs> this is like an entire tangent we probably don't can't go on yeah. right now. But like, uh, what's it? Vi was DMing me about like this sheets that is showing that there is a Beto Raiden comp that is her best comp, numerically, and I still haven't had a chance to take a look at the sheet, and I think that's fixing so, some stuff up about it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, go it's going to be changed. Also, yeah. I don't know. I think that the rotation's kind of way too dank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, fair. Yeah. The rotation is super dank, but mm -hmm. I, I just honestly haven't had a chance to look at the numbers yet, but I guess I'm curious if any of you, other, if any of you have heard anything much about it. I haven't looked into it that much. Um, I have. I have I'll probably seen it, verify. Yeah, I'll probably verify some of the numbers in there just because yeah. I finished making a like team damage calculator in Excel Ooh. a couple days back. I think uh, issue is the the calculator like crashes people's computers <laughs> because it's so big. Oh, uh, no. So uh, it'll take me a bit to verify stuff. Oh, so no. I think the general consensus was from Zanto was that it's just a little way too dank like i think he mathematically figured out yeah it's pretty like pretty strong like desync beto and raiden but for the average player or even like the more mechanically inclined players it didn't seem worth the trouble i mean fair yeah um all right anyway yeah electro good, good elements electro good element um <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Electro good elements, especially because their design philosophy for Electro definitely seems to be they just have very good base value. Mm -hmm. Like, um, if y'all don't think Electro good, try out uh, PF Kazuwa at some point. It is so fun to play. Yeah. I, I did a run, like, I think one or two abysses ago with, I mean, it wasn't TF Kazuwa, but it was. Uh, like for my four characters, it was Venti, Kazua, Fischl, and Barbara. Uh, no artifacts on any characters. Level one dual blade, or like the equivalent weapon of dual blade for every yeah. character, I still cleared in like a minute, 30 seconds. Like, yeah. it's just how strong these electrocharge <laughs> chain reactions yeah, so are. People who are calling for these transformative buffs don't understand. 
if you change something across the board like they did with the transformative buffs you end up warping the game pretty fucking hard if you accidentally over buff something even like Dude, the minor bump of Venzi. yeah even just that... imagine how much worse kazuha would be if they didn't buff react like transformative reactions yeah just like just imagine the tiny little bump that transformative's got and how badly that snowballed into venti and kazuha being so dominant like like you like there isn't something like there is no easy fix like oh all electro units should get like like minus 40 percent electro resistance when things are electro charged there's no easy way to really like quote unquote like buff a unit in totality you should really try to focus in on like certain units and even then when we focus in on certain units when people say electro bad i'm pretty sure the only thing they're considering is just kitching that's it yep I mean, yeah and maybe razor and lisa razor isn't even really an electro razor is not really just like yula is not crying yeah 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 pyro razor so anyway. is, it, is it even a physical unit? Yeah. Or, um, Liam self overload razor. Yes, it's, it's actually so fun to play. Mr. <laughs> Whoever asked no, this no, question. By the way, by the way, for, for those of you watching the podcast, um what TV crafters do for fun is not playing good teams. It's playing <laughs> really, 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 really bad teams and trying their best to make it work. So when yes. we talk about playing to be, to be specific about like, razor, yeah. Don't. To be to be specific <laughs> about like bad teams though, what we mean by bad teams isn't like teams that lack synergy or don't work mechanically. It's finding these really weird synergistic interactions that work well together, but just aren't really competitive. <laughs> like <laughs> EM self overload razor or like Sunfire Gene when you're running Gene and Bennett at the same time Dude, and pulling Pyro off yourself oh, onto other people. You remember when when there, there was a swirl buff? Man. On 411? Yup. <laughs> oh my god. The multiplicative oh. swirling for like fucking 80. Sunfire Gene speedruns were so fun. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Yeah, you would just walk it. No, dude, have you seen the Sucrus ones from Terra? Like, Terra would load into the, the room, hit E, and then everything just died. Dude, yeah, I got. Everyone in Luisa swapped to Sucrus E dead. Oh, Next on floor. floor 11, I got nine stars with. Level one one star weapons and no artifacts. Yeah. All right. I do have anyway. to hop off at some point soon, so let's get move on to the next topic. Yeah. Um, um, probably just the. Okay, so let me. Yeah, let me go through what else was in two point three. We'll just speed run through it. Uh, because honestly, yep. there's not really that much to talk I about. Think it's just uh, the artifact set. Yeah, so Ito yeah, Goro, uh, I'll summarize this real quick for you guys. Ito Goro, Geo Units, one Goro scales with like the number of Geo Units you have. He has different buffs. Ito seems like a carry. He hits Q and has special charge attacks. Pretty cool. Uh, new weapons. Uh, Cinnabar Spindle looks like Albedo's weapon. Redhorn Stone Thresher. Cool looking. Um... Nothing to really say because uh, there's... There's even another unit yeah. that can really use Cinnabar Spindle. Uh, stats are not, not yeah. like sword. stats are not yeah. like the the stats of it i don't think so right no uh new monster Ooh, golden wolf quest. lord that will do corrosive damage to you feels good man and then we have ocean hued clam and husk of opulent dreams a set for offensive healing and then a set for defense scalers uh geo 
defense scam. Yeah, so we can probably talk about the auto fire. And then there's just a bunch um, of ton of events like the energy amplifier at Misty Dungeon. I, mean, I know that Zadjev's a big fan of Misty Dungeon and stuff like that. Okay. I can love. Misty All right, so we can pick whatever we want. Uh, I think let's just focus on artifacts. That's like the only yeah, way. artifacts are the ones that we like have the stats released. We know exactly what yep. they do. It's pretty nice. So the artifact exact stat have been released. We get a defense percent set, and we also get a overhealing set. Uh, we can probably start with the I don't know defense ones first. I'll, yeah, I'll just pick that one's the dude, one. They're so no, they're both oh. long as fuck, dude. Uh, yep. Um, first thing first, if anyone is curious, the defense artifact set is only good on character that scale with defense, if that was not obvious. Oh, they have to be- <laughs> I mean- No, no, no. They have to be Geo- They have to be Geo defense. Oh yeah, they have to be Geo and scale of defense, sorry. Because the, the buff- only non-Geo defense scaler is what, Zinyon? Guys, yeah. I can't post the- I can't post the- the fucking set into the chat because it hits the character limit. <laughs> oh no. Bruh. <laughs> But oh no! Uh, I mean, there's not much to say about the defense set. It's not much to say. Only... defense is going to be good on Albedo. Very cool. Yep. There's only going to be two characters, and, and it's going to be good on Noel. Yeah. Noel. I've heard it's that. Noel's cool. the other one. Is the other one. Yeah. Ocean so you okay. very popular. What the oh. fuck is that? Okay. Okay. Before like we get too hype, there's one thing I want to ask is. I like I read over this thing for like two hours and like I tried to like come up with like all the possible like ways that this set could work and like I realized that like there's way too many assumptions that need to be made for this set to be like ultra broken or ultra bad. So all I'm saying is because Maiden is a trash dot set that like shouldn't even exist. I'm like yeah. Palms that like where you already have another little plus carrier, you can probably use this on more Kokomi or Diona or Chichi or whatever. That's well, all I can say right now. Make, it's good. The set it's by itself is going to be enough to make Chichi significantly better. So mm -hmm. here's I think the crux of the crux assumption that we won't know until we can actually test yeah. it, especially because yep, Mahoyo's has... localization team has historically been really, 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 yeah. really bad about being precise. Is it the on cooldown the is 3.5 or 6.5? Is that no, the, no, no, it's whether or not whether or not it builds up any HP if you're at full health. Yep, like it does. So no, so no, no it says there are two it, ways yeah. you can see overhealing here. Like it gets the real semantics, but what like we do not know if like the way it props, if like you need to heal someone and then it props, or like if everyone's full HP, it can prop just because you heal. And like the overhealing cap, we don't know if like it stacks more if like you're already 100% health, or if like you're like 99% health and you heal. And it, it, says in, it says including overflow healing. Including overflow healing could mean if you're at five health and you get 3,000. And you an get instance of 3,000 healing, it counts the extra 2,995 past that. Yep. But when you're at full health, there aren't any green numbers popping up. You're yeah, technically like, not healing, and we don't yeah. know whether that counts or not. Yeah, like, it that's something I'm does. curious about as well. So there's some, like, then depends on, like, all the assumptions you make. It, this that can be, like, super broken, where, like, it can make a lot of healers become an actual damage unit, or it's just slightly better made it. So... <laughs> The thing is, there would be no point to including overhealing if they didn't include actual overhealing. This what would be the point of saying including this is overhealing? Okay? This is me, Hoyo. Like, like, you want to bet? 
Yeah, I, I want to bet. I, I will gladly bet. There's no way they're that stupid. Pepe laughter. Right? Pepe laughter. Right? So Jeff, were you playing at the beginning of the at the beginning of the game when Petra was literally mistranslated? You guys know that Kaching C two has been bugged since the release. But the thing is, there is the, the, it's is that overheal. If it's mentioned, it should work, right? There's no reason to mention overhealing if it doesn't actually work on overhealing. There's no Just reason like, to put that in there. It depends on what kind of overhealing you're thinking of, though. So, like, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to get into like this whole like. Grammatical sure and like it works. I am sure it works. Yeah, but we'll see. Like all I go say is we'll see. But I don't hold my let's assume let's assume it work in the best case scenario. How good are we looking at this artifact set? Okay, so I cannot say for every comp, but like for the Eula comps that I've done, Kelsa, it can make you can actually put Kokomi with CCS and this set in, and she might be one of the better support for Eula. I'm oh, not no. kidding. A COVID Eula count. <laughs> if it works like if it works to its best case. And there's also potential of a Chi-Chi Eula count. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Kind okay. of a Bennett nerf. Not a nerf, but like it's a buff to every healer except Bennett. Because Bennett doesn't heal if you're above 70%. It's not overhealing, he just does not heal you. Like the the healing does not go through. <laughs> Yes, we will finally have the Chi Chi battery for Yula. Uh, <laughs> Actually, five Chi Chi. Attack, attack, healing bonus. No, like, like this set is like if it deals white damage, if it deals physical damage, like Yula is actually a really good like enabler for this set because she shreds an insane amount. Stop! Stop! <laughs> you're gonna. You're, you're oh, no. I'm contracting some kind of disease listening to this. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it might be induced by the excessive amount of copium that's being inhaled right now. Lol. Alright, real quick. Second I gotta right hop off. Y'all oh keep going. Since we started late, uh, I gotta hop off now. But uh, y'all keep going. I'll, like, uh, I'll yeah. like add to the end of the recording from KQM's stream or something, um, VOD or something like that. But, yeah, uh, I'll keep going. I'm gonna hop off for now. Okay. Right. See thank you for the Yeah, thanks for having me. us your presence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess uh, I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. 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 Um. What else we do we have to really talk about? The events, right? <laughs> or are we still talking Misty about OHC? Dungeon. I got shit to say about Misty Dungeon. Oh no, man. Who did? Uh, Misty, Misty Dungeon. We saw. You. We saw Misty Tartaglia. Dungeon. Raiden and Sara in the Misty Dungeon, I believe, in the trailer. Dude, Misty Dungeon is the best event they've ever made. Misty Dungeon sucks. Not because it's the most fun. Just because it's the one that people need the most. Because we test runs are so fucking dog shit. They're so not representative of a unit's actual power or playstyle in practice. They're too short. They give you too much energy. It doesn't actually fucking tell you anything. Misty Dungeon, in its first iteration, actually did give you a pretty decent idea of how the units played. <clears throat> Misty Dungeon is the test run we don't have. Misty Dungeon should be a permanent feature. And I am really fucking happy it's coming back.
You know why I'm happy that Misty Dungeon is coming back, Sajaf? Because we can use it in the 100k KQM event. Actually true, it's, all, it's also a normalized thing where everyone has the same unit. Which mm -hmm. makes it really easy to make community challenges. Misty yep. Dungeon should be permanent. Copium. <laughs> wow. I heckin' love the Misty Dungeon Misty event Dun bat chest. I, I heckin' love Misty Dungeon bat chesting. <laughs> By the way, by the way, Art, do you have bat chesting on the Kutsing mains? Uh... Bat chesting? No, I have bat chest, but that's the universal. You one. you gotta add bat chesting. Oh my god! <laughs> log, log into my chat and then uh, look at it. I've I can't. I'm you. banned from your chat. I've unbanned you. Other than that, um, <laughs> other than that, um, I personally not a fan of the Misty Dungeon, but I feel like it's a whatever event. It's like who care. Not worth. It's not like you do fear crafting in Misty Dungeon, so I don't care about it. Like it's it's not particularly fun for endgame players, but it's important to have in the game. <laughs> Did you see I'm what really just happy, said? I'm really happy that players get to actually experience units before they roll for them. <laughs> That's why I like Misty Dungeon so much. Oh no. E hacking love Misty. Mm. Yeah, oh. I think that Misty Dungeon is just like. Sure, it's true that maybe like from a theory crafting perspective, there's not much like theory crafting to be done on it. Um, and yeah, maybe it's not the most fun, but it is a very good event for the community, I think. And I'd agree with Sajif on that. It's just like a healthy event, I guess. Yeah, it, is it's, it's, it's put it. yeah. That, that's why I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. Yep. That the other event, that uh, energy amplifier with that mega promo or the mega oh, perpetual scary. mechanical array. If if they can make the three Kenkies as horrible as they were, I am not excited at all for the perpetual mechanical <laughs> yeah. array. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, but uh I don't I think it's I think those events are interesting from a theory crafting perspective, and it's probably it's probably like a place where we can actually do a lot more work uh, because we have like more complex calculators now that uh, like at least for my calculator, it's much easier to throw in um, a bunch of buffs and see like with these buffs, how do these X characters, these white characters perform or with these drawbacks? Yeah, but like the thing is, is like I spent like ninety percent of the time in the vagabond event either dodging or planking because I couldn't dodge. Yeah, in time. that's fair. So there's not really like deep like yeah you need DPS but like surviving in vagabond with max point like the max multiplier is so so hard, man. And that's why I ran HP Bennett. I ran HP Bennett. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when when vagabond came around. I did it with Zhongli, and then I challenged myself to do it with only four-star units. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Diona was unironically pretty good because most of the damage you took and like the hard part was from the cryo, the cryo damage from Kanki, right? Yeah. And Diona has a cryo shield. Her shield is tankier than Zhongli's shield against cryo damage. Mm -hmm. I mean, two hundred fifty percent effectiveness yeah, it's, will it's do that. Fucking, to you. Yeah. It's fucking massive. 
Yeah. But this right. time, this time it's it doesn't look like it's gonna be crowd damage. Fucking PMA does physical, right? So yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. We'll one. see. Um, we need was, a character with a literal like, shield. <laughs> I remember a really easy way to cheese the the three kankies last time was I think just like Bennett, Xiangling, Beidou, Fischl, and just like stand in Bennett's circle and cast Xiangling and Beidou. Um, at least that's how I cleared it pretty easily last time with max points. I... Uh, maybe... yeah. yeah. But I, I'm not I... sure if there's like a way to cheese it or do it as easily with the mechanical array. I think that's not necessarily true, the fact that it's like only defensive defense focused and as long as you can survive you'll get it because like i i i keep my units like not too invested right mm -hmm. so that i can like still somewhat relate to accounts that aren't as invested you know yeah and i could fucking barely do it like even when i didn't get hit a single fucking time i i, I would I, I ended up clearing it with, like, I don't even know if I max, point, max pointed the last day. I think I didn't have the DPS. Right? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't have Ganyu, I don't have Futao. And those are characters that work well against bosses. I know, I failed the max point both of the, or the last Kenki. Mm -hmm. uh, the but last but, Kenki but, I, but I, I did max point day six and, like, everything except one multiplier for day seven. But like, I, I I had to reset many times, and not just because I died. Sometimes just because I ran out of time. Fair enough. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it 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 is. Like once you have the DPS, obviously it's just a matter of not dying. But getting that DPS is pretty rough. What are you saying, Zajif? How tanky you is coming is? back? Just roll C six U and one shot it. True. Thank you, Mr. Artisans. That is incredibly good advice. Why do you think she's hold. getting rerun? Oh no. <laughs> uh, I I'm interested if the energy amplifier part would make it up for the debuff. Um this was the thing we brought up last podcast with Lobo, who was our game designer, that Vegabond is kind of necessary but also kind of done like um, could could be done better, so I was interested if they are bringing it back, and if they're gonna, how they're gonna improve on it? I don't know if a hydro amber every single time I burst is gonna be enough to make me fight a PMA that's dropping boulders on my head. Wait, to be fair, though, I do think that the uh, like the things you get from energy amplifier are really fun to like theory craft and and play with. I feel like they're yeah. not that good. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, a lot of them aren't that good, but they're still fucking fun. Hydro amber. <laughs> Hydro Ambers were actually broken, but because they would spawn... <laughs> it is broken, the, yeah. But because they would spawn in front of you, they would always spawn when you're dashing away from something, and then they would block your dash, and then you'd die. No, just Man. use your Ganyu, Zajif. Every time you burst it with Ganyu, <laughs> oh, it true, would just get permanently true. frozen. <laughs> Thank you, Artisan. <laughs> Thank you. Just roll C6 Ganyu. Easy. Artisan's giving base <laughs> advice right now. Oh no. Okay. I think that's it, right? Like, there's nothing yeah, else from 2.3. Uh huh. So I mm -hmm. guess we can all say our goodbyes, or, and then, uh,
we can cut the recording here for Jinx and then we'll take questions. Um, sure. So it's been super fun, guys. Um, kind of sad that OKCode never got to make it in. Um, it's been a pleasure hosting all of you guys and it's been a pleasure seeing all of you guys so happy and chat with your Naruto emotes. Um, uh, I've been Artisans of KQM, the head of theory crafting. Um, yeah, you can find me on here occasionally, and you can find me inside the theory crafting channels. Feel free to ping me or DM me. Don't add me, okay? The one thing that triggers me the most is that I have my DMs open, but y'all motherfuckers try to add me like I know who you are. Stop. Okay. Alright, who wants to say bye next? Goodbye. Don't DM me. I won't respond. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm Azel. Uh I'll I'll be with our at anime NYC. Y'all will probably hear from us next week, so stay tuned for that. Oh shit, wait, um, I need to shout out my Twitter yeah. so yeah, I can just post pictures while I'm No no, no they're giving us York. access to the KQM oh, uh, Twitter. Giga Chad better yeah um so also follow the kqm twitter if y'all want to see that uh, i think it's like kqm underscore official um but yeah hey uh, i'll go next time um have a good night guys and please don't dm me and just blame me because i say you're not bad i've got some people do that <laughs> it's kind of weird i'm gonna get okay. clips so badly from this podcast fuck me <laughs> oh yeah it's it's gonna be great yeah uh i'm 1010 i'm gonna be at anime nyc this weekend with kachain main so i look forward to that otherwise you can find me on my youtube on my twitch on my discord on my twitter uh <clears throat> that's pretty much it right. i've been i've been the jeff i will not be at anime nyc because that shit's expensive and uh yeah, <laughs> it is so. It's really expensive for him because he's traveling internationally. It's, yeah, it's if you're traveling internationally and you're not staying a week. So Atsu is coming from UK and he's staying a week. That's the only reason why it's worth it. But for a weekend, it's oh. yeah. It's it, like you have to get like the the like official COVID test, which is like two hundred bucks. Then you have to get travel arrangements, which is expensive as well and very time consuming. <laughs> And then you have to get your tickets, and then you have to get hotel and all that shit. It ends up being like a thousand bucks for it's, a day and a half. It's yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's asking if COVID tests are paid. the The ones that the ones that you need to cross the border are. Yeah, I think like in you know, New York. I don't, think, I don't need them to go to the U.S., but I need them to come back. Uh, uh, anyway, we like, can. Uh, New York City itself actually here. needs. Um, you need to carry around your like vaccine card or whatever. It's for certain places. Mm -hmm. I see. Did, did you end the recording already? All right. I'm not recording. No, he's gonna he's gonna steal it from the VOD. Yeah. I mean, we're ending here though. Yeah. Yes. Say goodbye, well, ten ten. Oh wait, you yeah, already said goodbye. Wait, wait, we're just taking questions now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um, guess so. I gotta go to bed. Bye bye. I must go to bed very soon, so always stay on for like five minutes. All right, bed.